Welcome back to the Enneagram Health Series. Today, we're talking with one of my friends on what it's like to be an Enneagram Type 8. Not just what it's like, but what it's like to live healthy, the hurdles, and the strengths that she uses to live as her best self. This is the Made for Living Well podcast, hosted by Alexa Sherm, the place to create a life well-lived. Welcome back to the Anna Health Series. I'm so pumped that you are here. My name's Alexa, and it's my goal to shift the narrative in the health space to show you health is not just what you do, it's who you are. And that's what I love so much about the Enneagram. Now, I know there's a lot of buzz and jargon out there, and some people are maybe sick of it, but at the end of the day, anytime you can learn more about yourself, you learn how you can better support your body so that it can thrive. And that's the point of this entire series, is to know yourself better, not just to do all of this external things that you think might work, but to truly understand who am I, what does my body need, and how can I best live that out? To work with your personality, with your life, with your body, and ultimately create a picture of health that works for you. Now as an eight, I think you appreciate that. You also tend to have a lot of energy, and if we can channel that in the right direction, you have an amazing ability to live out health. So today, I have asked one of my good friends, Kara McCartney, to come on the show to talk about what it's like to be an Enneagram Type 8. Now, we dive into hurdles, strengths, weaknesses, all of the things that could be beneficial and practical for you. Now, I've also put together a comprehensive guide diving into health topics based on diet, lifestyle, exercise patterns, how you can help yourself, how other people can help you. It is chock full of information to help you live as your best self. You can find that over at thelivingwell.com. Now, you can also learn more information about your type in the previous episode. It's a solo show dedicated to Enneagram Type 8s, and if you haven't listened to that, I suggest you do so after you listen to today's show, or before, whatever you choose to do. But for now, I want to get right to the show and welcome Kara as we dive into what it looks like to be a healthy Enneagram Type 8. Welcome to the show, Kara. We've been like longtime online friends, even though you live in the same roots as I do from Iowa, and we've met each other a few times, but it's funny how close you can feel to someone without actually ever really hanging out too much. That's actually really true. How many times have we actually met in quote unquote real life? I think twice, honestly, no, maybe three times. I don't know, but yeah, but I've talked to you on the phone. How many times? But it's so easy. Like, it's just so easy to just hop on the phone and be like, Oh, let's just pick back up where we left off. Yeah. So thanks for being on the show. You are an Enneagram eight. Yep. And I'm super pumped to learn from you because I think Enneagram eights are really great. Some people, you know, like have these as every Enneagram have these, you know, like traits about them that people don't love about certain Enneagram numbers. But I want you to share some light on that. And then specifically, we're going to talk about how you use your strengths to find health. And what's fascinating about an Enneagram eight is that you have more energy than any other Enneagram number. Do we? Um, I didn't know that actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So more than any other number, you have the most energy, which is going to be a really strong strength, but also a weakness. And we're going to talk later on about that. But anyways, I want you to give a brief overview about the Enneagram eight, what you love about it and what you struggle with. Okay. All right. 
first, before I start, do you know any personal Enneagram eights? Because I feel like we're kind of a rare breed. And we're you know, all, I like, we're like tough yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're super tough. Um, I only know, I think, one other person. Okay. I just wanted to know because we're definitely, like, once you hear what an Enneagram 8 is, you can identify them in a split second. I feel like other ones, yeah. <laughs> although I am obviously biased, but I am an Enneagram 8. I'm also an Enneagram 8, and I don't think I told you this, with zero wings. Like, Oh, yeah? You're just a hard 8. And I took every, like, test I could find. <laughs> um, and I This is no why way. you're on the show, so you can speak, like, so true to the 8. Yeah, and honestly, like, some people really get into uh, personality-type quizzes. I know that... Enneagram fours. Uh, my friend Meg is a four and they have that feeling of like that they, they don't belong and something is um, really wrong with them. But so they love personality quizzes because it's like they've never felt like they fit into a box. So fitting into a box is fun. I never really got into personality type quizzes. But when I mm. saw when I read my results, it wasn't like, oh yeah, I could see how that works. No, I was, if I went to a psychologist <laughs> and I was reading my notes from my first meeting, I would be reading about an Enneagram 8. Like it's ridiculous. So mm. our kind of big thing with an Enneagram 8, we're nicknamed a controller. And so for mm. us, our you know, biggest strength, biggest weakness is this idea of control. Never, ever, ever try to control and Troll and eight. So we have terrible issues with authority. We have difficulty being employed. Um, micromanagers would be like the worst thing in the world for an Enneagram eight. They kind of have this, um, it's been described as an outlaw mentality, which I personally describe as this idea of no rules apply to me. Like you cannot, mm. you cannot put rules on me. You cannot make me do something. Um, you will never if we feel a certain way or if we don't want to do something, you will never be able to convince us, even with, even with reason. Or for example, um, I don't know. I can remember being a kid and other kids daring me to do something. I'm just like, I don't like, they're like, well, would you do it for a million dollars? No, I actually want yeah. If I yeah. don't want to do something, you will never, ever, ever convince me otherwise. Mm. So putting that into kind of, me in my life. Oh, and another thing is with this being control, sometimes that manifests in anger. So that's another very identifiable trait of an eight. We have terrible, terrible tempers and they can be prone to violence in kind of the, you know, the worst way possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so in my life, I have had a temper since the day I was born. And it was something that made me when I could harness my anger, it was the best strength of mine and also my greatest weakness. So for example, I was an athlete my entire life. I grew up running. I went, as, uh, I went on to be a division one track athlete at Drake University in Iowa. And if you got me mad, oh my goodness, it was the best race I ever yeah. ran. <laughs> and uh, my track coach, who was kind of like almost like a second dad to me, and honestly, one of the very few people in my life that really, really got me, he knew it. And he knew that he could piss me off. Um, I would run so incredibly fast. Another thing about us is the idea, you know, of being controlled and right. going into the workforce. Oh my goodness. When I read this section about an eight with, we have a difficulty being employed. 
I have been fired more than any person I know. (laughs) And it's so funny because, you know, I was an athlete and I had great, uh, like, you know, straight A's and, you know, I'm an intelligent person. But when I had a slew of micromanagers, it was just the most friction you can ever imagine. I will never be a yes girl. Um, It just doesn't work. And so this idea of like this outlaw mentality and making our own rules, you will find a lot of eights that are self-employed, which Mm -hmm. I have now been a freelance copywriter in Washington, DC for three years. And because I make all of my own rules every single day of my life, it's honestly been like the happiest I've ever been. I feel like that was the longest answer ever. So no, I'll stop no, no. Now. It's, it's really good. And when I was doing this, you know, like the typical name for the eight was the controller. Yep. I liked the word, the protector better. Yeah. And the reason I said the protector, because I feel like controller people just like get this bad taste in their mouth, yep. but it's not to say that you just want to control. It's like, you believe in something so big that you need to protect it and you'll protect other people too, that you feel like need protected. Oh, totally. Totally. I'm glad that you brought that up because I knew that when you first hear about an eight, we sound like very frightening people. Yeah. And we are, mm-hmm. we are you know, when you read traits about eights, we are domineering, we're intimidating. And I have been described as all of the above. Like we're very scary people on the surface, Mm -hmm. but we also have this idea of, as you say, protection. Um, I just call it fierce loyalty. So Mm -hmm. we don't have a huge circle of friends, but if you are in our inner circle, we will defend you to the, I mean, to the death. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And there's the loyalty of an eight, right? So, I mean, you've talked a lot about track and you are very athletic. And when it comes to health, like one of the big hurdles that I saw with an eight, when I was doing this research is that the diet industry is do this, not that, you know, very rule oriented, restrictive. That's so against an eight. Um, Yes. And so eights have to be anti-diet world. But at the same time, you're super aware, but you don't always use your awareness to help, right? Like, like for instance, being high energy, eights have a really hard time resting, you know, like override your body in those ways. So what are some health hurdles that you've recognized being an eight and how you either use your strengths or just some health hurdles that you recognize even now that you still struggle through, um, you know, creating healthy rhythms around that? Okay. Well, going back to what you said about the the diet industry, um, first of all, what what is the diet industry? It's essentially a set of rules. Okay. So we hate, eights hate rules. So therefore right. <laughs> all that stuff, like we hate it. We hate the idea of, you know, if you tell some, if you tell an eight not to do something, they only want to do it more and they will try to rebel. Like there's this like rebelliousness inside of us. Um, another thing about an eight is we have, we're very high appetite people. So, you know, we live for the big thrills. We, we want our entire life to be a thrilled. Mm. And one thing that's really hard with like these big appetite people is we are also short-term gratification addicts. So it's like, we're the ones that want to like go across the street and eat Shake Shack because that's what we want in that moment. Or for example, this is, this is a non-health related example, but for example, I love Washington, D.C. I want to live here forever. One of my biggest goals is to buy a condo inside this, you know, very, very expensive city that I unfortunately love so much. And since 
right now I live in Logan Circle, which is one of the most sought after neighborhoods in Washington. And I'm trying to think, well, like, okay, if I want to buy property, I should buy it in an up and coming neighborhood so that my property rises in value across like the next five years. But every time I shop around for housing, it's like, I don't want to live there. I want to live here because it's, it's like fun. And it's like awesome to live on 14th street right now. And like, I want to live here forever. And it's like, it's impossible, not impossible, but it's really hard for a eight to like think forward like that because like we want that high right now. And it's the same with like health. It's like, when you think of if I want Shake Shack right now and eat has a lot of time, like thinking forward and thinking like, okay, but if you eat a salad right now, you will probably live longer and you will feel better this weekend and you will have more energy. Like all those things of thinking forward are something that I have struggled with my entire life, whether it's studying work. Oh my goodness. Procrastination big thing of AIDS. Like we cannot think forward and think, okay, if you take care of this stuff now, your life will be easier and have like a better quality later on. Yeah. Right, right, right. So you really have to think about this, right? Like you have to think about health and not just live in the moment. Is that what you're saying? Oh, totally. Kind of. And it's like, I'm thinking, you're asking me how that how have you applied these things about your entire life when it's like, I only knew what this Enneagram test was this year. Right. So these (laughs) traits, I am such an eight. So it's just like, I'm not even thinking about the testing. I'm thinking about how have I been my entire life because I'm such a stereotypical eight. And it's like, when I think back of things that I have dealt with my entire life, that is so, um, such a great testament to how eights are. It's like, working on short-term gratification in all of its forms. So whether that's, um, you know, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all these like different things, like um, doing work in advance, like anything that takes away that short-term gratification. Another thing, I mean, I like, I don't even really associate health with like just food and exercise right, right, anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but for example, I think more so than physical health, mental health is like a really big thing for eights. So eights, arguably the thing that we struggle with most is anger. And going back to what I said earlier in this conversation, when I was describing what an eight is, like we have terrible, terrible um, tempers. And when you're a kid, I mean, all children have tantrums. So you don't really understand how to control it. And as I've grown up learning how to control my temper is something or redirect that energy into something positive. And I know I use track as a good example, but it's just one of the things I can think of. But honestly, I use it now in my work and saying, okay, like, like a temper is really just saying like, I want this thing to happen right now. So instead of like being mad about something and like being frustrated about something like not happening, if you can think about something like that you want and something that's like really good and get so angry, whether it's crossing a finish line or like finishing a project or launching a business, like that's like a really, really good thing. But honestly, like as I've grown up and I feel anger coming on, this sounds kind of dark, but I've learned to just like go away. Like Mm. I should not 
when I get that angry, I should not be around people, which honestly, it works really well, like as a freelancer, number one, because I live such a wonderful life right now that I happen to love so much that I don't get angry half as much as I used to when I worked in soul sucking jobs. But if I'm angry, I shouldn't be talking to another human being. I should be going on a walk or I should be listening to a podcast or I should be going on a run or like hitting the gym. Something that's like a way to channel that anger in a more positive way that kind of like brings me back down to zero. But like the mental health side, I would say is far more a priority than like physical things such as like diet and exercise for an eight. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because when I was doing research for an Enneagram eight, like I kept thinking, man, these in general, because of your energy levels are pretty active people by nature, like, because I think it's almost forced upon you. But like you said, it's really for you. It's mostly a mindset thing of, Oh, totally. of having the space. And I, and I would argue that for everyone, but there are some Enneagram numbers who really do struggle with energy levels and um, running out of energy and those kind of things. Like that's not really your biggest hurdle that you're facing. No, it's like learning. Okay. So you keep returning to this idea of like high energy and it's like, okay, well, okay. So if you think of taking a Coke bottle, like something that has like packing a lot of carbonation into one bottle and then like you shake that bottle, it's going to burst. So think of that as an eight, Mm -hmm. like we have so much energy packed inside of our bodies. Like if we don't channel that energy in some way, we are going to Mm -hmm. burst and we are just going to like, you know, just have a temper tantrum. One of my best, actually my best friend in DC, my friend Kina also happens to be an eight and using her as an example, when I met her, one of the first things that we connected on is she kind of, you can't see me because I'm, uh, you know, we're just like on, on the phone talking right now, but she raised her hand. She's like, I am always like this. And she raised her hand above her head. She's like, I am always at this level. She's like, and the only way I've ever learned to bring me back down Mm -hmm. to zero is through hard Mm -hmm. workouts. And I'm just like, yes, that is exactly me. And so with eights, it's like, yes, like you need to find an outlet, like a, some sort of like a healthy outlet to use that energy. Um, if you're a workaholic, honestly, like sometimes with eights, it's not that bad of a Mm -hmm. thing to like, just like throw yourself into work. Mm -hmm. Um, but like you mentioned earlier, reminding ourselves to rest, that's very true. Maintaining like a balanced lifestyle has something been like, I've always struggled with my entire life. I've gotten better as I've gotten older, but when I was, you know, a 23 year old straight out of college, my friend said I was a freak of Mm. nature. Like I never sat Mm. down. I was constantly working, working out, um, working out multiple times a day and, you know, always felt like I had to do more. I always felt like I had, had to have a side hustle. So maintaining like a balance, whether that means like physical, mental, emotional, whatever, like that's really hard for us, but we're also not the kinds of people that like our rest isn't what your right. rest mm-hmm. might look like. Does that make sense? So like, for example, like me resting for, from a workout isn't going to be sitting on the couch. Like I probably 
work out every single day of my life. Right. I, I mean, every single 365 days a year. However, my off day will be like going to a yoga class because right. if I don't do something, I will be a nightmare to be around. I feel like I'm just rambling at this point. Uh, no, no, no. And, and like, that's what I, like, I feel like when I was really doing this Enneagram, the healthy part of the Enneagram, what I was really learning is that, you know, like even in self-care, self-care is just not like a one-way street. Oh, totally. Right? Self-care really, like the definition of that is knowing yourself deeply enough to know what your body yep. needs. As I was doing all of this, every single thing that I told someone was pretty similar, right? But how they portrayed that or perceived that or took action on that was going to be completely totally. different. So for me, like with an eight, like you said, sometimes exercise is actually a form of rest for an Enneagram yes. eight. It's, I think because Enneagram eights tend to maybe have a little bit more tension or like you said, build up inside mm-hmm. of them. Like it's almost a way to bring you back down to uh, a normal energy level that is sustained, like to get rid of some of that excess energy. Because I think we miss in health is that sometimes too much of a good thing can become a bad thing. Oh, right? totally. Like it's again, bringing it back into balance. So I like that you said that the rest for you isn't probably going to be laying on the couch watching Netflix, but maybe it's going for a walk or taking a yoga class or, you know, like for me, rest is really like this separation of, of, can we, can we create boundaries on our work life? And whatever that looks like for you, you might just naturally need to work longer days than most people, but still having room for that play. Oh, totally. Because I think that an eight, um, can get themselves very with an Enneagram three, you guys are like considered more of the workaholic Mm -hmm. types on the Enneagram. And so really creating that space to be like, okay, here's, here's where I'm going to live in this. Oh, totally. And that is like rest again, all about those healthy boundaries. But what I, I really like that you're saying for an eight, this looks completely different than a nine or a one or, you know, like completely different. Totally. And that's honoring yourself. No. And like, um, for example, this year, actually not even this year, this season, I actually bought an unlimited yoga membership for the first Mm. time in my entire life, which was, I mean, people laughed because the idea of like, if you tell me to breathe in the universe, I'll be like, are you kidding? Like, have you, have you met me at all? I am never going to be someone that like meditates or just like stops. Like, it's just like, I, like, I can't, I know meditation is a positive thing. I'm just saying to be inside of my mind and think of like sitting still and being like um, in a meditative state. I would, you know, there's, I would rather do anything else. Yeah. But (laughs) looking for an alternative, like something that keeps me moving and isn't such like a harsh workout. Like I was just like, you know, I want to work out forever. And so I want something like, again, going back to that idea of like short-term gratification, I was like, wow, like I have done the hardest workouts in the world since I was basically mm-hmm. born. I go to uh, cut seven, which isn't um, a studio in Washington, DC that I truly think is harder than my college workouts. And I was like, you know, like I'm in pain all the freaking time because mm-hmm. I, um, as an eight, I crave that like high intensity life, but like, 
I struggle with like the slow things like rehab and like foam rolling and like taking care of myself. So like, that's Mm -hmm. like also like a health issue for an eight Mm -hmm. is we just like go hard all the time because like that's our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like where somewhere else, someone else might be horrified by like a super high intense workout. That is where we feel, feel safest. Yeah. And, um, I was just like, man, like I'm like, I'm in pain so much, like and I'm 30 years old. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of like had to like stop myself and just be like, okay, you are not going to like this, but like you have to do something that may ensures that you are still working out when you are like 50, 60 years old. And like, honestly, it is my goal to work out my entire life. Mm -hmm. So I joined like, I like eights being super extremist people. It's not like I like, um, just joined a yoga class. Alexa, I walked into this yoga studio for the first time in my life. I handed my credit card over and I swiped on an unlimited membership that second. I like did it. Like I didn't try <laughs> I, It's like so funny because like I know myself so well and I'm just like, okay, there's a yoga studio across the street. I am a short-term gratification addict. Like I will not travel across town to go to yoga. I need it to be like right there so I can go whenever I want. So I just like walked in, swiped the credit card, like, and I'm just like $110 on repeat every single month. Didn't even think about it. So yeah, there's no in between with eight. Mm-hmm. So yeah. did yeah. that. And that was kind of like a big, honestly, that was like the first wise thing I've done for myself in like a really long time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is, it, it is like, this is the health tips that I wrote to a T like just to give you an example. Cause I created a whole <coughs> free download. So I just want to run these by an actual eight because I am definitely not an eight, um, yeah. but I really want to meet you. So it was like things like daily exercise, yep. uh, foam rolling and stretching. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, creating a self retreat, take a thrilling adventure, start a yep. dinner club. Sleep in occasionally, (laughs) create something you love, mail a card to a friend, create your own food rules. And my understanding of an eight, like when I say like, I think the big point that I tried to make with an eight was that it's not so much what everyone else is telling you is healthy. It's coming back to what is healthy for you. Yep. And my whole encouragement for an eight was coming back to this place to just say, Hey, if your body could talk, what is it telling you? And then how could you create a lifestyle based on that? Like not anything anyone else is telling you, like setting all of that aside and just coming back to, okay, if my body could talk to me right now, what would it tell me? And, and living more based off that. Is that something that sounds more realistic to an eight or what would you add or take away from that? Um, I guess like the biggest thing that I heard from you that I just was like nodding my head around, like, yeah, Alexa, you nailed it was this idea of, I guess I wouldn't limit it to food, but, um, right. The whole like, this lifestyle, idea, like, do was you this idea that? of like making your own rules. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you, I mean, again, going back to something I said earlier was if you tell an eight to do something, they will just, I mean, they hate that. Like we don't want to be controlled. And with that idea of control, we also want to have the control. So me being a self-employed person, I am in control and like independence is like a big thing for us. So when we make our own rules, whether that has to do with our physical activity or what we're eating or, um, I mean, literally anything like your, even like your work routine, I, I enjoy working in the morning, but I know that a lot of people don't. And if an eight is a night owl, then it's just like, 
okay, then don't listen to society telling you that you have to work from nine to five. Like there are no rules. And so an eight has to remember that they can make whatever um, rules they want. And that's like really, really freeing to us, like to be like, feel like we are always in control of that. So, so yeah, I think like that's, those are all like really healthy things. Mm -hmm. And also just, um, again, like going back to like my yoga example or your different ideas of mailing cards to friends or like other healthy activities that keep us moving and give us an outlet, but aren't, you know, soul sucking or something. It's just like, the idea with an eight is like, it is your choice to do these things or not. So it's just, um, you know, going back to what you said about self care and saying that it's different for everyone and asking like what it needs. I remember someone asked me what my idea of self care was mm-hmm. and without even thinking about it, I was just like, Oh, cleaning my apartment. And they're like, what? Like, how is that (laughs) self-care? That sounds terrible. Like, you like cleaning? And I'm like, no, I don't like cleaning. But when I clean my apartment, I feel in control of my life. Like, there is an inverse relationship between the state of my apartment and how out of control I feel. Mm. And when my apartment is a total wreck, like, I feel out of control of my life. And to an eight, that is my worst nightmare. So when I take an afternoon and I'm cleaning my apartment, I feel like I'm, I'm like in the driver's seat again. And Mm -hmm. also it's something that's keeping me moving. Like I'm, no, I'm not sitting on that, um, on the couch and watching Netflix. I totally do that by the way. I do binge Netflix all the time. I think I've watched Gilmore girls like three times. Yeah. So don't think that like, I don't do those things, but I don't feel very good when I I don't, that's mm-hmm. not how I recharge. Yes. Um, I go, yes. I, I recharge by like cleaning or going on a walk or like, I don't even know. Yeah. No, I mean, because again, everyone's different, but this is exactly what eights need to hear. Like this is okay. And this is an okay way to recharge. Like again, yeah. self-care doesn't look the same for everyone. It's completely different. Um, and how that looks for you is going to be so different from someone else. And I think it's just owning that, you know, like I think the most respectful and body positivity thing that we could ever do is just to respect and love ourselves completely separate from what everyone else is doing. Oh my gosh. Alexa, do you remember when I was talking to you one time and you were telling me that your favorite self-care thing is to, what do you call it? You call it take a tub. Oh yeah. Something? Oh my goodness. Okay. So I'm sure you like, it's your podcast so people know this about you, but like Alexa takes a tub, which really means like a bath, basically every opportunity that she gets like every single night. And when you told me that I was, I felt like something inside me die. I was like, that is my worst nightmare, nightmare so, like, yeah. into a bathtub and just like, wait, I'd be like, am I done yet? Like, <laughs> That is awesome. But again, it shows how different we are and how messed up the health space is because we try to quantify and put people in boxes that they were never meant to be in. Oh, totally. And I I just love that you just keep filtering in this mental, this mental health aspect, because I think more than much more important than what we put in our body or how much we move our body is the mind space or like this posture almost in which we come to do the things that we do. Right. And I think that's really important for an eight too, is just saying like, you know, 
um, even going to your workouts and pushing your body hard. But I think what mind space you go into that can change the full effectiveness of that workout from taking like a, like a super intense workout and thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to like, for a lot of people think like, this is going to exhaust me. And whether you're trying to burn off anger or, you know, kind of let go of some of those emotions, you could also come to the posture of like, I'm going to work out hard because this is a form of self-care to me. Like this is me resting almost, you know, like this is me like, and honestly, um, sorry, um, to interject for a second, but like when I was younger, I was made because I'm wired this way. I was made to feel like a freak. Like, mm. and we're talking by everyone, by other parents, by, um, by coaches who weren't my track coach. I mean, everyone, I've always been, um, the, I've always been the same. Like I've always been a very intense person. I know that I'm intimidating to talk to. I just like always said that it's like a very aggressive to a fault personality and while that can be harnessed in like incredible ways, like I've always been like a very, very driven person, which is another category, uh, a characteristic of an eight. I, I mean, I honestly felt like a freak, like other parents were just like, what is wrong with that girl? Like, does she know how to sit down? Like, does she know how to like re- relax? And even once I got out of college again, going, I can remember being 23 and my friends, um, with the, again, with the exception of my friend, Kina, who is another eight, my friends just thought I was a freak. They're like, do you know how to relax? But as I've gotten older and just realized what real, like what is relax? It's when you feel calm. So don't, if you don't feel calm watching Netflix, then that's not relaxing to you. Yeah. Okay. Like, and so then, then don't do that. I feel when I think like of when I feel most calm, it like, it used to be running, but a slew of injuries. Like I don't really run anymore, but going on walks and we're talking I walk. I live in Washington, D.C., which I honestly think has been wonderful for my mental health because it is the single most walkable city out there. Mm -hmm. There is no, because we have height restrictions on our buildings, we, it's like a very, very compact city. If you've never visited Mm -hmm. each neighborhood just like slams into each other and you can walk three miles and just, and feel like you haven't like walked anywhere. I live, I live less than a mile from the white house. And so I can just like walk around the block and I'm basically walking around like the, like incredible historical things. And that to me is so much more relaxing than getting in the bathtub and laying or laying on my couch. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's just owning this. And I, I think, uh, the health world has done a disservice to think that we are all the same. Um, and I don't even think that we are beginning to understand, (laughs) um, the human body. And I think it just goes back to just understanding you and not letting people put you in that box or, or try to put labels on you. It's just respecting who you are and all that you are. Um, because I think in that, then you can become more for other people. And that's really all, all of us want is to live that greater purpose. So Kara, before we go, I do want to know, like, what, what would you give, or what kind of encouragement would you give to other eights who are in this space trying to get healthy, you know, just, just trying to be a healthier version of themselves. What encouragement would you give them? Oh my goodness. Um, I guess, first of all, try to control your temper. I hate using the word control because it's, and negative connotation, but, um, 
just, I mean, be aware of when you feel that anger start to rise. I feel like I'm for non eights. We probably sound like (laughs) terrible people, but it's just, I mean, it's something that we all struggle with. Um, and so for example, me, I've been really proud of myself as I've gotten older, learning to understand when I'm in a bad mood and knowing that like, you are totally allowed to be in a bad mood. You're just not allowed to take it out on other people. So when I'm in a bad mood, it's just, you know, even though I love my gym, maybe it's not the best day for me to go to a gym because I might snap at the coach teaching or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, maybe that's like a better day to try to work out on my own. So try not to, like, you are totally allowed to be angry, but try not to damage relationships or, you know, cause other people to be upset because you were pissed off one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and also try to find a healthy outlet for that. So kind of going into, I feel like that's been a big theme of our conversation is different outlets and that may not be Netflix, but also don't be afraid to watch Netflix some days. I mean, I definitely binge TV, but just like keep asking yourself, like, what, what do I want right now? Mm-hmm. So kind of dive into that short-term gratification and say like, what do I want right now? And that's going to always be different. Sometimes I really want to deep clean my apartment for no reason at all. Other times I do actually want to like lay down on the couch and that's totally fine. So it's just keep asking yourself, like, what do I want? Like, what do I want? What do I want? And that's also going to make you feel like in control. It's going to make you feel that you call the shots, not someone else. Right. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend like considering doing (laughs) your own um, side hustle at least something that gives you a little bit of autonomy. I, I hate doing things that I don't want to do. I mean, like honestly, and I think like that one thing that has truly changed my happiness has been being self-employed. I mean, I genuinely think I have the coolest job in the entire world. I love being a copywriter. I love setting my own hours. I love being able to like work in Washington, DC coffee shops and like all these different things. And it's like, do something. If you, if you do not have the financial resources and trust me, I didn't at one point, um, to like quit your job, I would never advise someone to quit your job. Like find some sort of hot side hustle or something that just like makes you feel like your own boss. Mm -hmm. That could be anything like launch your Mm -hmm. own podcast, start a website or a blog, like um, pick up a camera and go take photos. Like it doesn't have to be your, like your sole source of income. When I was still employed by an actual company, I started a blog and it was honestly writing in that blog was the happiest hours of my life. So, I mean, just like do something that like you feel in control of. And I guess, mm-hmm. I guess that's my, oh, and also one thing going back to the idea of like being the protector, it is wonderful to be a fiercely loyal person, but also remind mm-hmm. yourself to check yourself. So one mm-hmm. bad habit that I've had is that like I am fiercely loyal to a fault. So for example, if, um, if a boyfriend is mean to one of my friends or something, I will like hate that person so much. And I, and that's not Mm -hmm. fair to my friend where it's like all couples fight kind of thing. So be sure to Mm -hmm. check yourself that your loyalty isn't manifesting 
in um, trying to control those around you. So, you know, like everyone makes mistakes, everyone's in bad relationships. Like at the end of the day, you should just love those around you and like, don't, you know, check your loyalty kind of thing. Yeah. That's really good, Kara. Such great advice. And for those of us who are not Enneagram eights, what is encouraging to you? Okay. It's kind of tricky, but, um, again, don't try to control us. Like I know I've said that 37 times, but I can't, um, unsolicited advice does not fly well with me. I mean, if I do not, if I do not ask mm-hmm. for your opinion, mm-hmm. chances are, I really don't yeah. want to hear it. <laughs> and, um, we do, we do not handle that kind of mm-hmm. stuff well. So definitely check yourself in that way. However, it's kind of tricky because eights, you can't offend us. Mm -hmm. So this is actually a really good thing. We really, really appreciate direct Mm -hmm. feedback. Like, so, um, before Alexa and I actually started, um, recording, we were just catching up as good friends. And I was talking about this friend slash client slash mentor of mine that was giving me a really hard time because I never promote myself. I never talk about the websites that I've written, all the cool clients that I've had. And I lost it on him. I was like, I'm actually um, doing the work. That's why I don't have time to promote myself. But I knew he was right. And this is someone who I will take unsolicited feedback from because we have such like a strong relationship. And I do consider him like a very good mentor and friend. And afterwards I was like, you know what? That was really actually great advice. And I really appreciate it. I almost respect him more. So it's tricky. Like, like don't try to check an eight. And if you are checking an eight, like you better have a really sound foundational relationship with that eight, but also like you will never offend mm-hmm. us. Like give us direct mm-hmm. feedback because that's all like, I only know how to be, mm-hmm. a, be direct. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, want that in return. And we are very suspicious of people who are not direct or who, who sugarcoat language to us. And this also kind of comes, flows into that idea, but we really struggle being employed because a lot of bosses, unfortunately, that were never meant to be bosses, try to like sugarcoat things and like paint things in a certain way because some leadership book told them to. And an eight is like, no, give it Mm -hmm. to me straight. Yeah. Honestly, that's what I love about eight so much is that there's no sugar-coated answer, you know, like it's the truth. And I really, really do appreciate eight's advice um, because I just want to know the truth. Like I don't have time to sort yeah. through it. Uh, sometimes, honestly, I feel like I relate to an eight a little bit, even though I'm a two, I do feel like I have some of those or I really do understand and appreciate eights at a level that I could almost feel like I could be one on, on some level, but I don't know. Totally. Um, but yeah, I really, I really do like that. Like you just like the cut and dry, like just be honest. And, um, I think that's something we can all appreciate about an eight in our life. And I think that, um, we should appreciate that. So, yeah. Yeah. So Kara, after all of this and mm-hmm. all that we've talked about, like for you personally, what is one thing you're still working on to, um, you know, work to become a healthier eight? Um, slowing Mm -hmm. down. And I, I'm honestly not sure if, um, I'll ever get there. 
I mean, but it's, it's with everything. I mean, I'm not just talking, we talked about like a lot about workouts just because a, this is a health podcast and B is just an easy example, but it's with everything. I mean, I work, I, I mean, I never mm-hmm. stop. I just constantly will just drive myself into a ground, into the ground. And it is actually both a blessing and a curse because I have taught myself just how much I can power mm-hmm. through. And it is like a detriment. I can power through the longest work hours, the most obscene deadlines, like the hardest workouts. And I know I can get it done, but it's like, I'm still a human being. And I have kind of like, I really, really struggle with burnout um, in everything, in my job, in, in workouts, in like literally anything because I go so hard. Um, I definitely think I've chilled out a ton as of like every single year I chill out more and more and more, but as I chill out, then it's like, I struggle with guilt. Mm. So I feel like I could be doing more and I'll set obscene deadlines from like, I am literally my own boss. I have my own business. And so I set the deadlines and I will set myself extremely short deadlines and stress myself out and then come back and think, Kara, like you, like you did this to yourself. And so, um, that's actually something I, I, I haven't decided what my 2020 resolutions are going to be, but learning to run at a reasonable cadence, Mm -hmm. I think is going to have to like be something that I work on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kara, this has been so good and such a wealth of knowledge. I think we've all come to understand eights better and appreciate you in a new way. Thanks for being here and sharing all this with us. Yeah. It's so great to catch up to you. Before we go, I have a few quick fire questions though. All right. Hit me. Okay. What's the first thing you do every morning for your health? Oh my goodness. This is not going to be a good one. I'm not really uh, nothing. Like I really can't. Seriously. Um, totally fine. That's just you being you. Yeah. I go down, I live above a coffee shop and I go down every single day or every single day and I wave at my baristas and they pour me my coffee and that's how I start my day. Yeah. I mean, with people, that's what a Nate loves. Yeah. What is your favorite health book or book that's really helped you on a journey? It doesn't have to be just specifically health book, but that really has helped you get healthier mentally, physically, whatever it is. Ooh, I can't really think of one right now. Um, Um, so I'm actually reading this book right now that I'm super, super into, but I'm only halfway done. It's called, have you heard of it? It's called, I think you should talk to somebody, someone. Mm-mm. Oh my gosh. Read it. It's so okay. good. That does sound um, good. It's been on the New York times bestseller for several weeks, if not months now. Uh, it was written by a therapist who puts herself in therapy after basically dating mm. a sociopath and going through a traumatizing breakup. But she was also a journalist and worked on the set of NBC at like ER and all these awesome shows before. So she's a killer writer. Mm-hmm. So it's going into all these mental health issues, but it's written so well that you can, I mean, you can binge it. It's mm. not a tough read at all. And so I'm really is it like a memoir. Yes. Well, it's kind of like different things. So it's part memoir, part, um, 
each chapter, she kind of talks about a different one of her patients. And then, so she'll start off with a story about her patient and then she'll dive into like, this is actually what is happening in this patient's mind. But then she talks about next chapter, she'll be in her own therapy and she's talking about what's going on in her therapy. And it's really funny because even though she's a therapist herself, she's a terrible patient. I mean, everything that she hates about her patient <laughs> and everything that she yells at them for doing, she does in therapy. Mm. So it's really, really funny. Mm. Yeah, that sounds really good. So it is like kind of educational, but also memoir story. I love those kind of books. They're my favorite. Okay, I'll yeah. link that up in the show notes and I'll make sure and pick that up. And the last question I have is what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh man, that's so hard. Um, probably never say I wish I would have. Mm. And I think that this is going to be something that I try to really remember in 2020, just because so many, like I'm 30 now. And so I lived a tumultuous twenties and we didn't really dive into this, but I lived after growing up in Iowa, going in state for school, the whole nine yards. I lived in five states in five years in my twenties. And I had some like, like I got myself into some trouble and I kind of had like a wild life. And now I'm 30 years old and I'm the happiest I think Mm -hmm. I've ever, ever been. And so now that I kind of feel like I finally found this life that I'm so happy in and I'm in like a city that I call home when I have friends that got my back and I have a job that I just think is the coolest job in the world. I think like I really want to like go after all these goals that have, have kind of been dormant for t- and yeah. so going after like some things and like not not waiting or not being scared to do certain things like I think that's going to be a big focus of my 2020 mm-hmm. and I'm my mm-hmm. 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Kara, this has been so good. I am so encouraged by you. I love to stay in touch to see what's going on with you. And you are just like a firecracker of the world. And I just love you so much for that. So thank you so much for being here and sharing this. All right. Thanks so much, Alexa. I mean, wasn't that a wealth of knowledge? I feel like it painted such a great picture of what an Enneagram 8 is and just the real life everyday process that an Enneagram type eight goes through to live healthy and just to be true to themselves. And that's what I love about this series is just being able to understand and get a good image of each different Enneagram type and their real life day-to-day tasks that they go through and how they are working to become healthier versions of themselves. Now, as always, I do have a free handout that goes along with Enneagram type eight. So as I talked about in the episode, I mentioned some tasks or some ideas that I gave Enneagram type eights to practice in their everyday life to become healthier. And if you want to get all that information, you can find that in the show notes inside the handout. I break down how you can get healthy as an Enneagram type eight. We're specifically talking about physical body health and mental health inside of there as well. I give some ideas, some of your strengths, journaling prompts, and the overall goal is just to understand what is my body telling me and how can I create my own health rules based on that. So it's really just to be more true to yourself and provide for your body what it needs. So again, make sure you head to the show notes to grab that. If you haven't listened to the previous episode where I did a solo show all about Enneagram type eights, digging into your personality more and how we can use that to achieve lasting health. Next week, we're coming back on with the last, but certainly not the least, Enneagram type nine.
I know you always get put last and I'm so sorry for that, but I tried my best to make this one of the best episodes here in the Ania Health series. In the meantime, don't forget to head to thelivingwell.com to get the guide or all of the guides inside the Ania Health series. I think you're gonna love them and check out everything else we have to offer over at The Living Well. I'll see you back here soon to dive into type nine.